Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Debt consolidation or debt negotiation, which is best? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Financial Wellness Podcast. You're listening to episode 435, Debt Consolidation or Debt Negotiation, which is best? Hey, but first, let's look around and see who we have here with us today. Hey, look, it's Nick. How you doing, man? Good, Dave. Good to be back. Hey, it's good to have you back. Good to have you back. So everybody, today we're going to talk about debt consolidation or negotiation and which is best. But before we get to that, I want to roll back to last week or the week before where we were talking about starting to do some thinking about your year end. Did you walk off to a quiet place and jot down a few notes? You're doing any year-end thinking? What went well? What didn't go well? Maybe a couple of ideas on what you want to do for next year. If you didn't do it, do it now. Now let's talk about debt consolidation and negotiation. So people ask me all the time, what's best? Debt consolidation or debt negotiation? I get this question all the time. The simple answer is, of course, it depends. There's no easy answer, and it depends upon a a number of factors. And of course, first, we must understand what these two options entail and their pros and cons. I find that a lot of people just don't distinguish in their mind the difference between the two, and I think it's of critical, critical importance. Now, my hope is that most TFW peers won't need this information because they've listened to our earlier podcasts and don't have debt. Remember the first five or six podcasts that we did four years ago, we spent three whole episodes on how to eliminate debt. And we talked about the fact that debt drained the lifeblood out of your financial plans. But if you got some debt, stay tuned. So first let's talk about debt consolidation. This is a move to save interest or to make monthly finances simpler by having just one payment. You can do this with a consolidation loan or, or, or credit card if, you, if your credit's good. I can't even believe I'm saying with a credit card, but it, it's one of the ways that it's done. And a couple of things you want to be sure about. First, you want to make sure if you're going to move debt from one card to another, you want to make sure that the interest rate savings um, is substantial. I would say, mm, at least 5%, you know, hopefully more. And usually this is done while your credit is still good so you can get a good rate. And of course, if you're considering this option, if you're in a jam, you might already be behind and your credit rating might not be that high. Um, again, we're not big fans of credit ratings here at the TFWP, but if you're interested in a consolidation or at least the consolidation loan portion of this, you would need a good credit rating. More than often, nine times out of 10, you won't have it, but at least in theory, it's a possibility. So the new loan or the new balance on the new credit card takes care of all the other credit cards. You consolidate all that stuff down to one so that you have one payment each month. 
Now, if you're going to do this, be absolutely sure that you can make the new monthly payment. Otherwise, should you need to file bankruptcy later on, a new large loan can really be a problem in a bankruptcy proceeding. And then when you do this, don't try to pay it off using the minimum monthly payments that the new loan or card requires. Try to pay it off in big, huge chunks. Try to make it go away as quickly as possible. Almost make yourself suffer a bit financially to pay it off in the shortest period of time. The sooner the loan is paid off, the sooner you can start on the savings portion of your financial wellness plan. Now, consolidation can also be done through a consolidation company. So I guess there's a couple of flavors of consolidation, if you think about it that way. And there's a whole bunch of these companies out on the internet. They'll contact your creditors, try and negotiate a lesser rate and formulate a monthly payment for you to pay to the consolidation company each month. When you use a company like this, it means that for a while, your payments probably aren't going to be made and your credit rating goes down because they like to have a pot of money to work with the credit consolidation company. And this precludes you from potentially doing a consolidation loan later because your credit rating has degraded. Now, I, I really don't re recommend them. I mean, I know several people that work for these companies. I think in some instances they can do some good, but I really generally don't recommend them. Your credit rating goes down. Um, you've got, uh, um, you're part of a high volume circumstance, uh, usually with a company like this. I don't see a lot of good results with the consolidation company. You know, in the alternative, hey, hire an accountant or a college student to lay out all your debts and pay them each month. Maybe even set them up for ad automatic withdrawal on your account. I think that's a much better way to go about this. You know, a lot of people use consolidation when they just have too many small bills that they, they need to pay, and it's just too complicated. But hey, if you set it up on a chart, if you have a college do it, do it on a, you know, a spreadsheet, and then you set it up so that it's automatic withdrawal each month, well, that might work. That might work. All right, so let's contrast that against the second option, which is debt negotiation. Now, you can do this yourself or you can hire a company to do it for you. You know, it's tough to do stuff on your own. And a company certainly brings their expertise to you. And, and probably if they're negotiating debt down, they'll do a better job. They'll save you more money. In fact, who was it that said he who represents himself has a fool for a client? Anyone? Anyone? Nick? Nick? No? Nope. Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln said that. Abe Lincoln is the winner in that category. Now, the company will typically advise you to stop making your credit card payments because a company isn't going to try and negotiate debt or engage in debt settlement if your account is current. Why would they do that? And then this company will give you an amount you should start paying to the consolidation company each month. And when the money builds up, they'll contact one of your creditors one at a time, typically, and they will negotiate a payment. Now, for a lot of people, this is what they want to do. Most people consider um, some kind of debt negotiation when they find themselves in a, a cash flow crunch. But it, this creates several problems. First, because you're not paying your credit card, your credit's immediately trash. It's not the end of the world, but you know, obviously something to consider. Um, secondly, these companies work on volume. So again, communication with them can be, can be difficult at times. You're a number, you're an account. Um, they're moving through large volumes of, of people with large volumes of creditors. In fact, I peeked inside the door at one, one, one time and it was just 
a whole phone bank of people just negotiating, negotiating, negotiating. Um, third, um, they will control who they contact and who gets paid. I suppose you could tell them, hey, do this one first or something, but usually they're the ones that pick and choose. Fourth, uh, the portion of the debt that's reduced, that is the portion that you don't pay, can be deemed taxable in certain circumstances. So you will need to talk to your accountant about whether you will need to report that negotiated down debt as, as taxable income. And, and fifth, of course, there's, there's unscrupulous debt negotiation groups out there. So I think there's several downsides to that. And um, again, I'm, I'm not a big fan, not a big fan. So which is best? I know that's why you're still listening, right? Which is best? Well, my answer is neither. I think that there's extremely limited circumstances when either of these solutions make sense. So here's some other things for you to think about. Here's how you decide what you might want to do and, and really what some of your other options might be. So first, make a list of all your debts, you know, the creditor, the interest rate, the amount due, and the minimum monthly payment, even though minimum monthly payment's kind of a joke, right? Because it takes 18 or 19 years to repay, but put down the minimum monthly payment. That's your floorboard, uh, if you will, of what the payment is or what the payment should be. Second, figure out whether you have the financial ability to make all those minimum monthly payments, or better yet, see if you could pay them down sooner with larger payments. You don't want to be paying these off minimum monthly for 17, 18 years. See what the minimum is and then see how you could pay them off sooner. What would it look like if you doubled the minimum monthly payments? Could you do that? What if you tripled the minimum monthly payments? Could you do that? You've got to decide what's reasonable and what you can reasonably do because you're not going to eat you know, and literally rice and beans for the next five years. But um, if you look at what you might be able to do, pencil that out now that you've got this chart set up. Third, consider sitting down with a, a debt counselor or your accountant, a financial planner, a family friend. Advice from a third party really helps. Also, a third party can help you look at other alternatives as well as liquidating assets or temporarily or maybe even permanently increasing your income. Certified financial planners are a rapidly expanding group of professionals. You know, make sure that you hire one that will, you'll pay hourly for advice as opposed to one that gets a commission on, on stuff that they sell you. Um, certified professionals or certified financial planners in the past have been notorious for selling, you know, products like um, insurance policies, et cetera, et cetera. And the question becomes, are they giving you advice that's best for you or, or, or advice that's good for um, their commission. So certainly find one that works hourly so that you pay them up front so that you'll have their full attention and they, they will give you advice that's best for you. Now, I know the question arises, oh, how can I afford to pay a, a financial planner if I can't even afford to pay my bills? And that, that's, a, that's a good thought. It's short-term thinking though. My thinking is that whatever you pay them, even though you're in a pinch and it will pinch you in the short term, will be well worth it in terms of getting you on your appropriate path to, to financial success. Fourth, if your debt's too large, like equal to or larger than your annual income, you should talk to a bankruptcy attorney as well. This much debt's really difficult to earn out of. Fifth, 
if your debts are current and you have a number of small debts where the total does not exceed six months or so of your income, you might again consider a consolidation loan. Again, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I'm just laying out all the different um, options and I'm not a big fan of, of consolidators. Um, sixth, if your debts are past due and you can't make the minimum payments, but you have assets that might prevent you from filing bankruptcy, you might again consider debt consolidation or you might consider on an alternative sitting down with your accountant um, uh, or sitting down with the bankruptcy attorney. There you might consider liquidating assets, temporarily increasing income, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In any event, don't do this alone. It's just too difficult to cook your own food. And remember what Abraham Lincoln said, he who represents himself as a fool for a client. You'll do a better job, you'll get a better result if you put together a team. Now, I really think that everyone's financial circumstances are unique and one solution doesn't fit all. You really owe it to yourself to sit down with someone and get a second opinion and help you develop a plan. So debt consolidation or negotiation, my answer is usually neither. But if you do consider using either one of these tools, it should be part of a bigger analysis, a bigger examination of where you're at financially and really where you want to be. Hey, if you got any questions about this, feel free to go to our website and send us a question. You don't even have to type it in. You just record your voice and that WAV file goes directly to my phone. Well, you know what? I think that's a wrap for this week. Hey, Nick, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. You didn't have a lot to say this week, but maybe consolidation and negotiation is not something that's uh, first and foremost on your mind, but I appreciate you coming in. I think that's a wrap, Dave. Yep. I think that is a wrap. Hey, everybody, tune in next week. We're going to talk about how to spend a $100,000 gift should you get it. Should be interesting. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.